0: Today we have a crazy entitled parent story all about being forced to raise your sibling. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, selfish mother refuses operation for her daughter because it's four days before Xmas. Not an IRL story, but a Facebook post that my own mother shared with me from a petty rage group that I feel belongs here. Since this sub doesn't allow images, I'll copy down the post here exactly as it was. Any spelling or grammatical errors were in the OP. The not so petty rage of just having a bollocking from the NHS. After waiting for over a year for my daughter to have grommets fitted, they rang us to say she was booked in on the 21st of December. I explained that it was extremely short notice and it's four days before Christmas. Besides the fact that they wanted her to come in tomorrow for a pre op, no appointment, you just sit and wait. Anyway, I declined the appointment and got bollocked because I told them I could accept short notice appointments. I absolutely get the strain on the NHS, but it's also four days before Christmas and she's just turned six. Is it me? Edit. Aw goodness me, it looks like I've occupied all of your afternoons. Firstly this isn't for something that is affecting her, she has no loss of hearing. It's not comparable to brain surgery or a tonsillectomy. Now I'll go and have a Baileys and enjoy your Christmas. I have come to the conclusion that it's absolutely me, but I can live with that. And for those wishing illness on my kids to teach me a lesson, I wish you peace. Apparently in the comments, she was saying how her daughter did have glue ear, but had no discomfort from it. And that having the operation wasn't worth ruining Christmas. She then turned off comments, which is against the rules of the group. And when we told to turn them back on, she gave it half an hour and then deleted the post and left the group. This both hit me and my mom as well as a lot of people in the comments of the original post as my father should have had grommets when he was a child but never did and he lost his hearing in his mid to late 20s. This made my mom take us to hearing tests as children constantly and me and my younger sibling needed grommets also which we had and now have no hearing issues. A woman in the comments said that during COVID her child needed grommets but couldn't get an appointment due to the pandemic despite trying her hardest to get him help. And now, her son is near deaf in his left side and has huge issues from that. Can't go swimming, trouble at school from not being able to hear his teacher, generally feeling upset and hopeless. It's a simple procedure. If you don't know where they put the plastic grommet in the ear canal so that the canal can grow around it to the right size, when the grommet just falls out after time, They just put the child under so they don't shift about because it is uncomfortable the op takes less than a day and has a 24-hour recovery time just from anesthesia after a certain age not sure when it simply doesn't work because the ear canal doesn't grow anymore not having it done when needed can lead to infection and permanent hearing loss maybe maybe you can have an argument if it's like the 24th or something but when your kid needs this operation, you should be thankful that you can get in on the 24th. If I were this parent and they said, well, can you come in on Christmas? I'd be like, that sucks, but yeah, I want my kid to grow up with hearing. Also, hi, I'm Steven. And if you guys can't get enough of these stories of entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my mom is insistent that I have a C-section so that she and my dad can schedule their visit for the birth of my daughter. I don't know where to begin, I just need a place to vent. I, 31-year-old female, am due to have my first baby in just over five weeks' time. My pregnancy was a surprise and it's been a difficult eight months thus far. Although low risk, I've experienced every symptom you can imagine, from intense morning sickness to migraines and carpal tunnel syndrome. I've also faced some pretty intense discrimination at work despite maintaining a high rate of performance throughout the year. All of this to say, it's been a rough year. I've had little support from my family this year, and their nonsense has seemingly known no bounds. Since around May, they've been asking my partner and I to make the 10-hour drive interstate for Christmas so that we could spend it with them. That would be fine, but my doctor has repeatedly told me not to do this as I'll be 36 weeks at that point and prone to blood clots. Despite this, they've continued to pester my partner and I about it, At one point, they proposed coming to us for Christmas, but then swiftly shut down their own idea when they immediately realized it would be an inconvenience to them. Recently, my dad was diagnosed with some health problems of his own, which he's been told is completely treatable with surgery and some medication. Regardless, I have called every other day to check up on him and see how he's doing. In the last few weeks, my mom has started telling me how awful birth was for her and every other woman on both sides of my family. I kid you not, every time she calls, she encourages me to plan a c-section, and drops some new detail about a relative who had a traumatic birth experience. I have told her that her comments are unhelpful, and she's known for months that I don't want a c-section if I can help it. She constantly says things like, if I had my time again, I'd plan a c-section, as if it's an easier option. I wondered why she started down this path until she started making comments about my dad's treatment plan and appointments, such as, We might be able to make it out to see you for a few days in January, but dad might have to go for an appointment on the 18th, and then again on the 31st, and then after that, we can't visit for a while because dad might need a surgery. I snapped and told her that I would not and could not plan the birth of my child around their schedule and that they shouldn't bother coming. They haven't even asked my partner or I if we want extended family present directly after birth. We don't. I was so scared about the birth and was starting to feel somewhat comfortable with the idea of it all when my mom started making these comments. Every time I've told her that I'm upset about their comments or their lack of normal, healthy support, my mom has told me that I'm just hormonal and that everyone else has their own thing going on. I'm so sick of their crap and ready to cut them off for some time. I feel like they've made the birth of my little girl all about them. They've compared the potential surgery my dad might need to my birth. Talking about catheters and IV drips like I won't need a similar setup, particularly if I go down the C-section route. When they did come to visit earlier in the year, they made comments about what I was eating. I was 24 weeks pregnant at that point. One of my unhealthy options was a few chocolates after dinner. I don't even know what to say or do. All of this has made me reflect on my childhood and I can't help but feel sad about that too. I've spent the last few weeks just crying about it all and I'm so tired of venting about it to my partner. Thanks for reading if you've come this far. I just needed to vent. Well, first of all, unless your doctors think that you're going to need C-section surgery, to me it seems like the kind of thing you would want to try to avoid if you can help it. It's definitely really disgusting that they're trying to make you fearful and push the surgery on you when you might not even need it. Just realizing the fact that she's plotting that part of it should be enough to make you feel comfortable saying, you know what, just don't even show up. Our next story is Never Got Along With My Mom. Honestly, we're too much alike, we're both incredibly stubborn and refuse to back down from anything, as a result we've butted heads a lot. Since moving out when my parents divorced, things have improved, and for a few years we would hang out every now and again and things would be fine. Now it's starting to get to the point where every single time I go visit, it's turning into an argument about something. Just list of some of the most recent arguments argument my job is too difficult and i live like a black person explanation i'm a truck driver i go out on the road for a month at a time and only come home when i go away with the national guard aside from that i stay on the road i got rid of my apartment and put my stuff in storage to help me eliminate my debt and save for a house apparently because i don't have a home i'm living like a black person I'm assuming she just thinks black people are all homeless, that's the only thing I can think of. Argument: You expect me to wash your clothes for you? Explanation: I had to come over to visit in my way to go and hang out with some friends. I was dressed nicely, long sleeve button down, fresh clean jeans, and my going to town boots. Upon arrival, she starts freaking out about how I never help her with anything around the house. I was stuck there for a few hours and didn't want to fight the whole time, so I agreed to help her real quick if she would let me shower and wash my clothes after. She agreed, spent the next two hours barefoot and shirtless doing yard work, weeding, mowing the lawn, pruning a few trees, spreading mulch. When I came in I went to the bathroom, grabbed a towel, threw my now disgustingly dirty jeans in the wash solo since they were covered in mulch and went and showered. Note, she was napping the entire time I was working, got out of the shower, threw my jeans in the dryer, waited in the laundry room in a towel, and then finished getting dressed. When I went to wake her up to say goodbye, when my ride showed up, she said, How are you so clean? I told her, and she absolutely freaked out and demanded $5 for the water I wasted cleaning myself and my clothes. At this point, I left. Argument, you need to get out of the army, they're just using you. Explanation, been in for 10 years third deployment coming up soon. When my contract ends, I'll be at 13 years. Only 7 years left until I can retire. As much as I do want to get out, the thought of missing out on a pension really irks me. So I'm debating staying or going. Honestly, there's a lot of pros and cons either way. Haven't fully decided yet. Argument. This was as a teenager before my parents split. Clean up this mess. Explanation. I had come home from work one night around midnight had been working since about 2 pm. Upon entering the house I took a glass from the cabinet and filled it with juice that I brought home with me. As I was standing in the kitchen sipping my juice and getting ready to shower and go to bed, I hear her footsteps clomping up the hallway. She busts in the kitchen absolutely fuming, yells at me for waking her up and slaps the glass out of my hand. She then looks down at the broken glass and juice everywhere and screams at me to clean it up i got in my car and left drove around for a few hours till work started the next day showered in the locker room and went right back to work she blew up my phone the entire time finally got a call from my dad asking me to please next time just do it because even though he agreed with me he really didn't want to hear her screaming about it that was really how the rest of the time i lived there went just kind of appeasing her because i knew she'd take it out on my dad if i didn't honestly there's so many more stories about her Yeah, she's definitely the kind of person that you want to deal with maybe three times a year tops. You're definitely not always trying to schedule a vacation or a trip to go see mom real quick. I could almost see this format being some kind of like confession reality show, where there's like a main argument topic and both sides have to explain their visions of what went on. Imagine how rich it would be to hear the entitled parent have to try to explain away their actions on live TV. Our next story is, my mom raided my room. All right, so a bit of clarification is that my dad died in 2016. So I was at school like normal, walked home like normal, and arrived home like normal. Immediately when I walked in, I knew something was wrong. I saw a bunch of my stuff on the floor beside my door, so I picked it up. Most of it was some books, clothes, and a bunch of photos I had of my dad and brother, and $250 I was saving. When I said, mom, why are there things in my room? She cut me off and said that she deserved it for raising me. So I go into my room and it looks like an actual tornado zone. My mattress was flipped, a bunch of my school homework was ripped up, my school books, not the other books behind the door, were ripped, The phone I'm typing this on had the front cracked, albeit mildly. The clothes I still had were all over the floor, and the cherry on top is that my watch that my dad gave me was smashed. When I saw this, I honestly yelled, what the actual freak? And my mom came over to begin screaming at me to not disrespect her, blah blah blah. Now, I don't know how old OP is, but if you have any other family to turn to, that would be great. Needless to say, this is likely a parent you grow up having experienced, and once you're an adult and on your own, never talk to ever again. Somebody who treats you like that definitely is not worth your time. Our next story is, I don't wanna raise my sister. Am I the jerk wouldn't let me post this. I, 23 year old female, have a sister, 21 year old female, will call Sally. My father is 48 year old male, This will require some much needed context. I and my entire family are on supplemental security income. My father is on SSDI and was my primary caregiver and payee. Mother left when I was 12. I resent my father more than life itself for not allowing me to ever learn skills I needed later on in life. I was forbidden to ever have a job because the income would be either taken away entirely or severely reduced, some disability rule, Since my drug-addicted mother left the picture, I was put in a position where I had to raise my sister. My sister eats inedible things like paper, stuffing from her mattress, etc. She is nonverbal and speaks gibberish. She is autistic. I've been clawed, slapped, scratched, bitten, and choked by her. She's never exercised, but she is incredibly strong and has shoved me hard a lot as well. She is incontinent and refuses to flush the toilet. When we go into a store, if I was ever given the luxury of leaving the house, we would have to rush with buying groceries. If we weren't quick enough, she would commit acts of vandalism and scream at the top of her lungs. She would also claw, punch, and bite herself. Whenever she hurt me, I would tell my dad. Every time without fail, he would say, what did you do to provoke her? He clearly favors her and sees her as an innocent angel. Meanwhile, I am the mean bratty sister who can't do anything right. I have multiple mental disorders. Some I'm born with, others I'd gained from my environment. With every panic attack, angry reaction, and depression episode, I'm told I need to toughen up. I am told that everyone gets depressed and I am not special. But Sally? It's always, she doesn't know any better. What do you expect me to do about it? You want me to put her in a home so someone can S.A. her? What did you do to provoke her? Don't say or do so and so again and you should be fine. If I so much as pointed out the difference in a treatment, my father would get very angry and tell me to leave. Here are some examples to paint a bigger picture one time i went to school with her shoes because the soles beneath mine were wearing down so bad that there were multiple holes in biology i got a string of texts from my father telling me how selfish i was and how i was grounded for a month because my phone was such a disruption i had to stay after school and wait for him to pick me up which further enraged him this was back when we still had a car before it broke down one time i wore a shirt freshly out of the dryer It was brand new and looked very similar to my sister's, but it was also identical to mine. I didn't think nothing of it. I heard my name being screamed and then I went to him. His face was so red with anger, he yelled at me to take the shirt off and I did with shaky hands. He began to berate me, telling me that my sister just got new clothes and I had no right to steal them. He went on and on, telling me that I was ungrateful." Meanwhile, I, the ungrateful daughter, was putting duct tape on the inside of my pants because of holes in the crotch. I'm a big girl, so this was pretty infuriating to hear. After the car broke down, I was the one sent to grab fast food on foot. This was before Uber and all those other apps. I went out so much and had to walk to school, my shoes were more worn down than the entire household combined. Meanwhile, my sister's shoes looked brand new because she was rarely given a day out before she graduated from her special education program. I can't make this up. I had to bathe her, feed her, and discipline her. I had to hold down her wrists on the floor if she got too out of hand. I bet you're all wondering where my father fits in all of this. He did the bare minimum. He sat in his lazy boy and watched CNN all day, occasionally listening to music and singing at ear-bleeding volumes. When he wasn't doing that, He was using the social security funds to go to his favorite local bar to do karaoke all night before arriving back home at around 3am. He did this every chance he could. Meanwhile, I lost out on everything. Dating? Who will watch your sister? Prom? You don't even have a date? After school activities? The mall? I need you here OP. I gave up everything for my sister and him. I failed in school because I no longer had the motivation to try. I'm currently trying to get my GED. I begged him to get a babysitter many times, but he never budged on it. His reasoning was that he couldn't trust anyone to not take advantage of my sister. On one hand, I understand that, but he had the resources to do background checks, install hidden cameras, etc. He didn't even try. Meanwhile, I began to rebel in my own way. Readers, I'm deeply ashamed to admit this, but I need to be fully transparent with you. I was not a good caregiver. I was not fit to be a second parent. After a short while, it all just became too much. When my sister began hitting me, I hit her back. She caused me bruises and I gave her some in return. I began shutting her in her bedroom for hours whenever my father left to the bar, only letting her out to eat or use the bathroom. She had no toys, no form of stimulation, because she would either destroy them, eat them, or hurt herself with them. I even left the house to go on walks, leaving her home alone. I couldn't stand her. I didn't even tell any of my friends about her because I was ashamed of her. Whenever I tried to tell my father about my true feelings, it never went well. I would try to open up, telling him how the responsibilities of raising her were too stressful. I tried to tell him that I didn't like her, that I resented her. Every time, without fail, he would get immediately furious and tell me to shut up or he would kick me out. He would tell me I was a monster for saying such things, that I deserved to be behind bars every time I tried to defend myself from her violent attacks. He went as far as to throw my SSI debit card at me, telling me, find another place to live, I don't care. Every time, I would beg him not to get rid of me. It was bad enough we argued daily. It was bad enough that he threatened to kick me out daily. It was bad enough he refused to get therapy but told me I needed it because I was such a female dog. For once in my life, I wish my father put me first, but he never did, and I know he never will. To clarify some things regarding my sister and how I treated her, along with my feelings towards her, I wanna say upfront that I feel genuine regret for the abusive acts I committed against her, even though it was self-defense for most of it. I made a vow that I would never do it again to anyone, and that I never intend to have kids. I can't handle the responsibilities of being a parent, and I fear that I would resent the child if it was autistic like my sister. As of present day, I've gained quite an open-minded perspective, and I've come to realize that my sister is not at all at fault for her behavior. I don't blame her at all. I don't love her like a sister should. I don't feel any sort of connection with her. It's just relative indifference. I want her to have the help and resources she so desperately needs. I want her to be okay. But at the same time, I want her far away from me. I never want to hear her name or ever see her again. For so many years, I felt like a monster for feeling the things that I do regarding my sister. Part of me still does, but you can't control your emotions. And when you have no control over your environment, with people in charge who refuse to listen to you, well, I'd like to think you'd understand my point of view. I already know I'm the jerk for my past transgressions. But beyond that, I don't think I'm in the wrong here. This entire family conflict started after I moved out with my best friend and took the car out of my father's name. He had managed to talk my best friend into moving in with him and signing a car in her name for him to drive. My father has not had a license since I was a child due to a DUI my friend holly same age as me knew this but my charismatic narc father managed to talk her into it on top of moving in with us i had tried to tell her but she kept an open mind and gave him the benefit of the doubt well one day he went out it was daylight and i thought nothing of it he came back with a broken taillight, drunk when i tried to talk to him he brushed me off and got defensive he told me not to tell holly i told holly She was understandably livid, so we hatched a plan on how we were going to get the car back. We had already planned to move out and he knew that. We went to him and lied about her car breaking down and needing to borrow his. And it worked. She eventually told him that we were keeping the car after his little DUI and him not keeping up on the payments certainly didn't help his case. He was furious and took this to Facebook. Needless to say, I woke up and cut him out of my life and I made sure he knew that. Long story short, I did not take this well. He was my father, the only family I had left. He shrugged off me cutting him off, like I meant nothing to him. I took to drinking. Holly told me that she was seeing me go through the five stages of grief. I was mourning someone as if they were dead. Someone that would never change, would never make an effort for me, ever. And it still very much hurts. No one talks about the aftermath of cutting off family. It was the hardest thing I ever had to do. As toxic as he was, I loved him and it felt like death to know that I was nothing in his eyes. His actions proved as much. That brings us to today. When me and Holly were visiting my grandpa, before I had to cut him off too, he told me that my father wanted to reach out, that there was a health scare and that I needed to hear him out. I had hoped that this was it, this was the day that he finally put me first, that he would apologize for all the abuse he put me through, that he would make me his number one priority. My inner child wanted that love so much that it clouded my judgement. To quote the famous BoJack Horseman, and that's what losing a parent is like. Suddenly you realize you'll never have the good relationship you wanted. And as long as they were alive, even though you'd never admit it, part of you, the stupidest god dang part of you was still holding on to that chance. Well dear readers, two days after Christmas, I was playing my brand new game Fallout New Vegas. I was drinking Pib Extra from my Nuka-Cola bottle having a blast with Holly, I got the phone call, and luckily for me, I had a recording app installed. This story is already incredibly long, but here's the gist of what we discussed. He thinks he has, well, butt cancer. He broke down crying on the line about it, saying he was waiting for the results of the tests, and how he's going to be examined fully at his next appointment. He ended up breaking down, crying further as he told me, I just... I want you to be in her life. I want you to have some type of relationship with her. I don't want her to forget you. You wouldn't let anything happen to her. I know you. Please, OP, stay in her life. If something happens to me, she doesn't have anyone left. Please do this for me." He was crying on the other end, and I started to feel bad. Started to feel obligated to help. But something in me clicked into place. I knew this to be a form of emotional manipulation. Even if what he says about his health is true, he used it to try to force my hand. He used it to make me help him. All my life, I gave up for her and for him. And he couldn't even put me first. Once, I was born before her. I was his daughter. He told me so many times how small I was. How my head would fit in the palm of his hand. How he loved me. This is where I may be the jerk. I told him no. I won't lie, it felt pretty dang good. I knew my sister would be better off in a home, because I knew he wasn't raising her properly. How she currently lives is not living, for anyone in her place. All she ever did was stay in her room, eat, and then sleep. She was only ever happy in school, and when she graduated, she got more violent and angry than ever before. Sally deserves better, and I can't provide that. My father took my life from me, and now he wants to take away my future, for her. I lost my crap. I let it all out for the first time in years. I told him how I used to resent my sister, how much I hated him for making me feel that way. I told him how I gave up everything and how he did nothing. He infantilized me, cut off my wings before I could fly. I never learned any life skills, and he rarely had Wi-Fi, which was probably the only way I could learn anything. I told him how I feel like I'm 14 and how I hate him for it. I told him that Sally going to a home was better than I or he could provide. And then I really laid into him, I demanded to know why I was treated differently. Why I was the one who had to take all the abuse. He was silent this entire rant. But when he spoke, he was screaming. It was hard to understand all of it because it was so fast and barely coherent. But his last sentence was loud and clear. I should have called CPS and let them take you. You were hurting your sister, I know it. That's why you hate her. You're an alphabet person. You deserved every beating you got." I was stunned into silence. My father called me a monster simply for being gay. I know now, I never should have come out to him when I was 16. He didn't take it well. He was abused by his uncle when he was a child. I had hoped he would see me differently. I wanted to open his eyes. He didn't treat me any differently beyond making some tasteless jokes about lesbians. But now? Now I know why my sister got away with hurting me. And I am livid. I hung up the phone after that, both shocked and furious. I blocked him on everything. His family members called me and left nasty texts all over my social media. I had to block them as well. It is so unfair. None of them have heard my side. He turned them all against me. And now? I truly have no one. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think, I just wish it all was a terrible dream. Am I the jerk? I'm no expert, but I don't think OP's the jerk. They were just a kid going through an incredibly tough time with literally zero support. Could they have tried to call CPS, could they have tried to talk to a school counselor, could they have tried something with some kind of authority to try and turn this around? Sure. But the bottom line is they were just a kid with no help, no resources, they didn't even have Wi-Fi. they didn't know any better. The fact that OP is still here being able to write this and be so coherent, I think that alone is fortunate enough with the way they grew up. The fact that they can recall a time where they managed to get themselves to a point where they could sit there and have their Nuka-Cola and play Fallout New Vegas is such a victory when they were treated and forced to be parentified in a horrible situation. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.